We got Bill, of course. He's phoning in. I'm in Niagara Falls. And this is the Comic Zone. Today we got... Still here in Casper. Stuck here in Casper, Wyoming. Still in Casper. How's it going over there, buddy? It's good. Sweet. Well, today we got my stepfather with me, uh, Vince Pagano, and uh, my brother, uh george pagano what's up guys hey hey good evening hello america from beautiful niagara falls Slowly <laughs> yeah, I beautiful turn, step by step inch by inch <laughs> no doubt a little three stooges humor yeah <laughs> gotta so, be old for that one <laughs> well most of our people are old though yeah, yeah. Well, older in their 30s oldest, yeah. at the very least <laughs> you're you're our oldest guest how's that feel uh, intimidating. <laughs> I'm, oh, yes, the mic. Yeah, it's kind of intimidating, but I will benefit my audience with the knowledge of my years of experience. If that's what you call it. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, we wanted to go over some trailers on this episode. Uh, Miss Marvel's coming up here soon. Uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi. Uh, I even saw a trailer for the new Jurassic World. Um, Bill, you said you hadn't seen that one yet, though, right? I'm weird with trailers. Sometimes I don't want to watch them because I don't want... I've come from the age where so many trailers ruined movies. Mm-hmm. You know, they put the worst... They put the best joke in there, or they just create scenes. So I, I kind of sometimes just like to go into a movie cold. Although with kind of doing the podcast, I kind of want to know what's going on too. So I, I'm conflicted there. Um, well, yeah, I saw the Miss Marvel one though. You did see the Miss Marvel one. Yes. Sweet. Um. So what were your? What did you guys think of it? Starting off, we'll start with uh, Miss Marvel. Yep. Go ahead, George. What's that show we watch? Uh, the DC show. Star Girl. Well, yeah, it's even a good example. It seems like it's been done before, the cute little kid becoming a superhero. I don't know if I'm going to like it, but I'll give it a shot. I'm going to keep an open mind to see where they go with it. I mean, she's just, like, too super cute. (laughs) Right. This looks like it belongs on Disney or Nickelodeon. It is on Disney Plus, but... Yeah. Yeah, but I kind of felt the same way. It's like, I don't know if this is really aimed at my demographic, you know? Yeah, it did Uh, seem more for the... Sorry, go ahead. No, I think you're going to say the exact same thing. Yeah, it's going for the younger crowd. But, you know, just the same thing like what they did with Hawkeye and and the Kate Bishop. I didn't really connect with the Kate Bishop character at all. Um, I connect more with Hawkeye wanting to turn off his hearing aids when she was talking. But, uh, (laughs) that you know. You know, and, and, and I admit that says more about me than anything else. I admit that a hundred percent. But well, that just goes back to us old guys thing, right? <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I think it'll be good though. It looks like they changed her powers up a little, though. Yeah, 
Like, uh, didn't she just have, like, stretchy powers or whatever? Or she could make her fists bigger. That's all I noticed. I haven't really... I I never read the comic at all. Uh, Maybe one or two appearances where I've actually seen her in the comic. So I really don't know that much about her. Uh, I did see some where they dived deep into the trailer and kind of digested it scene by scene. I think it's um, (laughs) the new... Uh, I can't remember. I keep forgetting the name of the YouTube channel. But there were some scenes where it suggested that the, she did have some stretchy power, but it didn't really. Well, the original know, character. Or... No, the, the previous. The previous kind of suggest there was a few scenes where um, he said, "Hey, look, I think there are stretchy powers kind of in this character." Uh, he's a guy that kind of digests scene by scene. What's happening? I'm going to look it up here, but uh, right. So I think there's. We don't know everything. They haven't shown all their cards yet, but yeah, it does look very Green Lantern more than what we've seen in. Yeah, I was just going to say that it reminded me a lot of Green Lantern, and there was even like some memes out there that were (laughs) uh, making fun of because they were saying they're not going to make a Green Lantern. DC isn't, which we're going to talk some more about DC in general later on. Because there's some news about that, too. Um, but, yeah, they're not going to do a Green Lantern. So they were like, you can get your fix over here because she's looking a lot like Green Lantern with her powers. The, I mean, the the light constructs and all that. I thought they were going to make a Green Lantern TV series, part of that DC universe. That would have been cool. Yeah. I, I would have been cool with that. What, what, like the CW one, though? Right. That would have... I mean, they got a pretty solid universe there i mean all those the like arrow and the other ones are done though right because they were setting up diggle to take over the role diggle diggle yeah john John diggle he was uh the green arrow's bodyguard and he ended up becoming spartan in the show oh okay yeah i didn't watch any of that so it's tough for me i I watched it was pretty good what'd you say bill I, I watched it into a point. I got annoyed with Arrow because it's like, hey, let's make every single character into a superhero. And I thought the costumes and get up got really cheesy at a point, you know, or you know, they just like a black mark across their face for like eyes. <laughs> so it kind of lost me after a while. But I enjoyed it a lot. And, and the, I think I like the Flash overall more. Uh, I'm still a few seasons behind on that as far as the CW shows. But I thought the Flash was this most stand-up of the DC CW personally. Yeah. I, I have to agree with that one because I've always been a big flash fan and, uh, just the way that they did it with, uh, all the same, the characters popping out and I'm like, Oh yeah. It gave me a, like a a feeling of being a kid again. And I like, just like how do they do it? But eventually yeah. the novelty wears off and you've got to have some good storytelling. Yeah. Right. Well, and they did a lot of speedsters in that show, right? It was oh, just yeah. like a, one speedster like after the next, not really any other bad guy type, right? I mean, that's another one I didn't watch well, they had, uh, enough of. They had, they had quite a few um, evil speedsters. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, that's all they had in that show. Godspeed. I mean, yeah. I mean, and that's cool. Mastermind, what was it? Uh, 
was the the uh, master? Uh, there's like a reverse flash, a super scientist guy. I can't remember the the name. Oh yeah, I'm terrible. The thinker, wasn't it? Yeah, uh, yeah, that sounds right. Yeah, the the reverse then, flash. That's always been funny to me. That name. Yeah, like if he's the reverse flash, wouldn't he be like super slow? <laughs> Turtle man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Isn't it funny? Even like uh, visually, how they depict something going very fast is always slow motion. You know, true, it's never true. somebody going fast. It's always they're always slow yeah, motion shots, and that's how we perceive something going fast. Oh yeah, it's well, kind of um, irony. which is a good uh, way to portray it, but that's one of the things that um, the Eternals got some praise for, is like, yeah. the speedster scenes weren't in slow motion, it was, she was zipping all over the place and you didn't, uh, you got zero slow motion in that movie. Okay, I can give you a great example of uh, slow motion, remember the six million dollar man and the bionic woman, that's exactly how they did it, super slow motion to denote that they were running really fast. Oh, yeah. Well, they had to then, though. Because <laughs> yeah. they went from the perception of the speedster. Right. I mean, they had to do that. I mean, they had no other option to portray that back then. Um, but, yeah, like, now they... Way. Go ahead. No, but, yeah, exactly. And it's... That's the, the language of film is reference from the past of those old shows. But, I mean, that's a great point. It's, that's the history of film kind of reenacting and, and showing up more in these kind of superhero shows. Does anybody remember remember the original Flash with John Wesley's uh, ship? Yes. Like, how, when was this? I used to watch it with... Is that when he had... When the, I was young. That's when he had, like, the the, the hat, right? With the... No, no, he had the original... It lasted about two seasons. Uh, Mark Hamill was the trickster, um, and he actually had the suit. It was really authentic. And I think at that point, they were using speed to make it look like speed. Huh. Um, when uh, was this? When What year was this? Oh, I was. It'd have to be eighties. Yeah, because well, also isn't uh the the well the one guy in Flash that plays the OG Flash the same one? Yeah, yeah. That's John why it's, it's kind of um, uh, nostalgic because you get him as oh he one of he the, shows up in the newer show yeah, too. He's in the show, nineteen ninety. Uh, no yeah, Man, so see, I need to watch all this stuff then. Maybe he shows up in the show as. Uh, what is the older Flash? One that I'm wears the helmet. I don't remember. Jay Garrick. There you go. Jay yeah, Garrick. That's yeah. In the I got Earth you. Two Flash or something in the show. Um. So anyway, we were talking about Miss Marvel. We get over. <laughs> uh, we're obviously yeah. none of us are really too stoked about that show. Yeah. I hope to be surprised by it though. I mean, it looked decent in the. Like in the preview, me and George were just watching it uh, while we were waiting on Pop to get here. Oh, yeah. Okay. That was like 90s, huh? Yeah, 1990. 1990. I yeah. think I remember that. Um. So, yeah, I mean, I hopefully we're su- pleasantly surprised by Miss Marvel, but that's not what I'm super stoked for. We watched Moon Knight, the Moon Knight trailer again. Yeah. It looks incredible yeah yeah i haven't watched the trailer for that one but i'm stoked to see that on film i didn't really know that much about it and then i kind of read some of the digital comics unlimited about it and i it's 
I regret not reading it. Yeah, it's great, dude. Uh, great storyline. Yeah, it is really good. Um, so then the next one we were gonna we were talking about uh, Kenobi. We were watching the new Obi Wan Kenobi trailer that looks really fucking great. Uh, have you did you watch that one, Bill? Negative. That's that's one I want to go in cold. I I don't <laughs> want it to be ruined, especially Star Wars. You know, I, I don't want any false hopes or expectations. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know. Well, it looks so like. I'll, I mean, and as soon it's coming up soon enough, so I'm like, all right, I might as well just wait it out. Well, well, it looks like we're gonna get some like Inquisitors in there, a lot of Rebels type characters. Um, I think it's going to be just a really, really, really great show all around. Um, I'm just wondering how it all ties together. I mean, they don't really give you too much. Which is a good trailer. Yeah, it's a good, it's good in that way because you don't really get a lot of expectation. You're just like seeing the characters that will be showing up, but you're not really getting how it's all going to play out. Or, like, you know what I mean? Because you only see uh, Kenobi by himself throughout the trailer. You never see him fighting anyone or even talking to anyone. That's because he's basically overseeing... Right. He's overseeing Luke's upbringing, and he's not really having to fight anybody at this point. Well, I mean, but at some point, one of them Inquisitors has to find him, I would imagine. But maybe... It's going to be like they find him, nobody knows where the Inquisitor is, and Obi-Wan takes him out type thing. Because if if one of them shows up on Tatooine and disappears and Vader knows where he is, then automatically he's going to know where Obi-Wan is. And he obviously from, you know, episode one and shit, he doesn't know where... Obi-Wan yeah. is. You guys got me on uh, the Star Wars because uh, I, I, I like the the movies, but I'm not totally into the story. I don't know it all. Uh, it's a lot. But I do you like have... the shows. It, it's a lot. The Disney Plus ones are worth it. I think even for for passive Star Wars fan, like my wife enjoys, you know, the, the Disney Plus, the, the Boba, Boba Fett, Fett. and uh, the, um, the Baby Yoda. No, <laughs> Goku. Uh, can't remember. Right. You're right. Words, words. Can't remember. Grogu. <laughs> You're a big fan of... Absolutely. You, you know love them, huh? Yeah, I've got two shelling units covered with collectibles. <laughs> <laughs> He's got a shitload of pops. Like, uh, I don't know if he got as many as Sean, but he's got a ton of... Uh, Game of Thrones. Yeah, we focused, well, the wife focused on Doctor Who, and I focused on the Game of Thrones. Uh, anything Funko, I mean, not only did they have the pops, but they had some really neat uh, figurines and such that I really enjoyed. Yeah, he's got a lot of shit. I'll take some yeah. pictures oh, so yeah. you can see. Yeah, we can put them on the Insta. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, I should get a... He's going to need his own room. Uh-huh. He said he's going to need his own room for him. Uh, well, I mean, basically, it's taking up the the whole office. Yeah, or one whole one whole. Well, I'm half and then half. Go, yeah, then Yvette and her Doctor Who collections. The other half. Yeah, she's got a shitload of Doctor Who, oh, but yeah. Sean has pops from 
all over the place. I mean, he's got a ton. Uh, like, how many did he say he had? Like three thousand or some I, shit. I don't know. I, I hundreds, easily. They I, they like Furbies or fur you know Furbles you know or they just Furbles flying yeah. like for, yeah, the Star Trek one uh, trebles trifles or trebles yeah trebles trebles the trouble with trebles you don't know about the trouble with trebles. you don't know yeah. no Star, what is it uh, Star, they almost look Star like Star guinea pigs Tri- without faces yeah. <laughs> They're just fuzzballs from Star Wars. Star Trek. Star Trek. Oh. The original series. Oh, they're just like pink fuzzballs. Oh, okay. They just were rapidly reproducing. Yeah. Oh, okay. So so that's just one of the alien species they come across? Yeah, it's like completely harmless, but they just fill up the ship or some shit. They find them in everything. Space travel, would consume resources and eventually kill all the people because they would take all the air and food, I'd imagine. Well, how are they eating if they're just a fuzzball, though? Well, they were. the storyline goes that they were transporting food to another planet that was facing starvation and famine, and the troubles got into the storage units, and there were so many of them they cleaned out. The <laughs> oh, okay. So, so you, you already knew this story then, Bill? Yeah. Uh, that's what I was going for the whole time. You're a big verbal diarrhea just kind of stopped. It, see, that's know. where George, like you guys, got me on the Star Trek shit. I don't know a damn thing. Oh, I know some stuff. Star Trek. I've seen every episode of Star Trek from the originals, Next Generation, every show. Oh yeah, every single yep. show. That's Except for I'm Movie finishing Deep, Deep Space Nine. That's the only one. Nice. Have you watched them all, Bill? Um, I, I, a lot of them when they were originally out. Some of the newer ones that have come out, like uh, the Picard, I've seen a couple of them. I didn't see the one uh, where the captain was from uh, uh, Quantum Leap, Scott Bayo. Uh, Scott, um, I didn't see that one. Oh yes. Some of the later, or you know, I didn't. But pretty much when they were on live TV through yeah Deep Space Nine, I pretty much watched them nightly with my parents, kind of growing up. Uh, I don't know if I've seen all of the original. I've, I imagine I've seen all of the uh, Next Generation. That was probably the, the main heyday, and kind of, you know, with the Wesley Crusher kind of being the same age as him. <laughs> yeah. The TV oh yeah. Show. Oh, Will Wheaton. Yeah. Oh, Fuck yeah. It. That guy's awesome. Uh, yeah. You gotta love Will. Yeah. And, and Big Bang, Bang and shit. Theory. Oh yeah. If well, a lot of people he don't like himself. Big Bang Theory though. And he's yeah, not exactly a stellar actor. He's just a likable guy. Well, he's made a career out of it. Yeah. But anyway, so there were... Uh, Pop, you brought up some news about DC to me. Um, and then... Or was it you? Yeah, I brought it up. Yeah. And then so something about them closing their doors in their offices. They... No longer Again. have premises right now. DC Comics. Really? Um, yeah. I was reading an article. Did you read that article, Bill? I yes, s- I did. I sent you the link. And you saw the doom and gloom kind of... Yeah, so, I mean, I mean, what the story says is that DC is closing their offices that was in California, I believe. Yeah. Um, too expensive. It was a... They even they described it as a posh office. 
Um, and, you know, COVID and everything else in this day and age, you know, that is, is pretty common. Um, I know I work with Town Square Media, pretty large uh, mm. radio company, and we closed our offices in Manhattan probably prior to COVID and moved it to a, a different location. <laughs> that was probably, I imagine, cheaper than, the, than Manhattan downtown office. So that in itself doesn't surprise me. DC has had a history, even looking at some of those articles, of moving around a lot. Um, the thing that it really sucks is being an employee. I don't think DC, there's that much doom and gloom that they're closing and wanting to do personal, you know, uh, you know, remote workspace. That's kind of the new new um, as far as business goes. And what we've learned through living through the COVID pandemic is we don't need, a business doesn't need real estate in a posh office to survive. Um, I think as far as DC closing, I think, I don't think comic book fans need to worry at all. That that will continue in one way or the other. If they if we hear news that DC is selling assets like Batman or so Superman, yeah, they're, they're, that's they're, they're in trouble. Yeah, selling the intellectual properties. Right. Yeah, so you're thinking they'll just be working from home type deal? Yeah, I think DC fans don't have to worry. If you were an employee of DC, I would not. I would be worried a little. <laughs> mm. um, you know, I think the, the, you know the service people. You know the that office staff, middle management. <laughs> have, yeah, yeah. The janitor's the got something to worry about. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the IT staff. That, you know, don't have a computer. You know, depending on what they can do remotely and what they kind of pass off. Uh, you know, I think the main artists and writers are probably safe for the most as safe as they can any any of that can be in that industry a creative industry i mean that's the problem even like in in radio there's a fear and it has the reputation of you go into work monday your key doesn't work because somebody just sold this radio station and you're all out of a job mm-hmm. that happens and you know i think so i mean this is like you know, if you know, DEFCON 5 is like what nuclear war this it's like for DC, it's probably a DEFCON 2, maybe mm. 3. I mean, yes, it's concerning, but considering the, the economy where it is, it's a tough choice that they have to make to try and survive. And, and if anything, lot, it seems a lot of uh, artwork is just done digitally on a computer, you know, like a sketch pad mm-hmm. that goes directly onto the computer. So. Well, yeah, a lot of it is done most definitely like that. And I don't think comics are ever going to go full digital unless, I mean, it absolutely has to come to that. I've seen some demonstrations Todd McFarlane has done online. Oh, and, yeah. You know, his, his, just totally digital and just shocked the heck out of me. It's like, oh, so that's how it's being done. Yeah. Well, yeah, how fast he can draw Spider-Man, like a just a headshot of Spider-Man. He can do it in like... T- 30 seconds yeah. it's yeah. no big like it's crazy and have full color shading and it's yeah it's crazy the better printing effects allow that type of work to be done when i was buying comics it was just basically four color stuff and if you looked hard you can see all the little <laughs> the dots, dots and such oh yeah yeah well and then we've talked about that before with the older comics so like a new comic has a way different smell Oh yeah. On top yeah. of that, then like a then an older one, they have a, like an older one smells more like a newspaper. newspaper. Yeah. And then uh, the newer ones smell more like a magazine. 
or like brand new baseball cards. I remember when the first uh, comics came out, Marvel Fanfare, I think was one of the first titles I saw with the newer paper and the newer techniques. And then I just watched it grow from there and watched me slowly not be able to afford them anymore because it got so expensive. I, I remember 12 cent comic books going down to any store in the area and you know any corner store any you could see a rack full and pick them up but then when things got more expensive everything became uh, centered in comic book shops it just couldn't find them anymore other than in the shops makes a point to uh the worth of the comic books a lot of the ones that were bought in stores like just regular grocery stores like news, are, news, yeah, uh, newsstand yeah, editions are, uh, seem to be a little bit less than if you had bought it from a direct comic shop yeah they did they, you, a lot of the time those newsstand ones are worth less but that's not always so some of them are more well yeah. it depends I think there was, a, there was a point in time like when I started, was big into collecting in kind of uh, probably late eighties, early nineties era, uh, just before the the the, the boom and bubble bursting. Um, you know when Image Comics came out. At that point in time, there was more comics being printed in and delivered through the comic book store than at the in the newsstand. So the newsstand ones were more rare and actually worth more money. Like when we're talking, you know. McFarlane, Venom, or you know Spider-Man, you know that era. Those right, yeah. Newsstand ones are actually worth more because they're less of them. True. And in, now, in the right circumstances, yeah. Now they fill those ones with like kitty comics and <laughs> stuff like that. And uh, any store. Well, there's there's actually a group I've of ever collectors seen I've seen. That are collecting Walmart comics, comics from Walmart that are only available at Walmart stores. They're the same stories. Sometimes they have different covers. Yeah, they'll have a variant. I have a Death of Doctor Strange number one, and it's the Walmart variant cover. I've never, yeah. I've never seen comics there. Yeah, you can buy. So, they're like four pack. It's like a four pack. You can see the oh, first yeah, one. Okay. And yeah, they're always they're usually good comics. I've bought. Maybe six. I've seen those in the supermarkets. Wegmans has them, and yeah, I mean the. So I mean they're good books, and I mean you might get something random that you didn't know you wanted to read, and end up liking it. That's how I got into that Death of Doctor Strange. I was like, oh shit, this is really good. I always just assumed it was stuff they couldn't sell. Um, yeah. Well, it might be. I mean, it might be the titles that are struggling or whatever, but it's not a bad idea. I mean, a kid goes through the you know the card aisle over by the uh, over by the cashier. You know, they got all the cards, Pokemon, and all that shit. And oh, then yeah. it's you know you got baseball cards, and um, yeah, it's not a bad way to sell comics in a. You know, in a less comic booky setting, I guess. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and true. I think there's possibilities for collectors and flippers there too. As you know, as if you get those niche comics, you know, like a you know a Doctor Strange or something that has that very specific 
collector, they may not think to collect it at a Walmart. So you have a different cover that's potentially yeah, you know, could potentially yeah. I mean, it's even it just depends on how many of those they print, though, right? There's got to be a shitload of the Walmart cover. <laughs> well, <laughs> it's the Walmart cover. Even going back to the pops, they have like Walmart special ones and where you yeah. get them. Yeah, oh, that's true. They get the Target uh, exclusive and yeah. Which how exclusive are those really? Though you can, I've gotten. I want to say like I've gotten them from other places though, or you get like you could still get them off the internet oh, if yeah, you really of want to. Oh yeah, but I mean, but like you said, you got the exclusiveness of it, and like yeah. My my mom was telling me today about like how much some of her pops. Are oh yeah, some of those fucking Doctor Who ones, and they're like, you know, up in the hundreds. Do you wonder if that's if, if they're gonna go the way of the Beanie Baby and uh, disappear? Probably. You know, everybody's buying them up, buying them up, and because of the collectability i don't know what killed the beanie baby though was it kind of the same thing as what killed comics in the 90s yeah probably just overhype and just saturation where people thought hey this this beanie baby's gonna make me millions of dollars versus people just collecting the pops because they love the character exactly you know like you guys are you know like the doctor who that's a huge fan that's probably not gonna change anytime soon um, I know with like me or with me and Spider-Man or guitars or whatever, that's not going to change. But, you know, as long as they stay true to that form, I think, you know, it doesn't matter. I think, but when you think, oh yeah, I'm buying to flip them. I'm going to, this comic's going to be worth the same much yeah. as, you know. Yeah. You're buying a fucking shitload of number ones. <laughs> like you're buying and, the and story tr- and trying to sell them for fucking 30 bucks yeah. a piece. And, I only buy a number one if I want to try a different storyline. Because I want to start from the beginning, you know? Yeah. Yeah. For sure. And, well, George That's is... That's area where digital, comics can, where digital comics can come into handy is when you to catch up on some of those issues. Like, like the new, there's a new comic, Saga, or, or coming out again. And I was able to kind of go on the digital Unlimited, Comics Unlimited series uh, and find it and kind of read the first few and... See you if know, you like it or not. And it's, I would recommend that one. It's called, it, it's, it's a great story. It just picked up again. I think it's only the third one came out and I would highly recommend it. You could pick it up on, I think it was like issue 65 or 55. Um, it just came out three months ago. Pick it up, read it. You w- you won't regret it. You could pick it up right there cold and you won't need any backstory. Uh, but if you get the backstory, picking up an omnibus with all of those on there, yeah, that would be a great Christmas present, birthday present for anyone. Oh yeah. I've thought about like getting into the omnibus thing. But man, that would take up so much fucking room. There's this dude on YouTube called Jim Mint. Uh and he's a big <clears throat> uh statue collector and um he collects omnibus. He has basically the entire library. Of like every almost all of the of what they've printed, and uh, yeah, it's it takes up like an entire room. It's like it's a library. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like there's no fucking around. Like if you wanna, I mean, I guess if you grabbed like like Wolverine, if you're super into that, or like the Venom one, or 
Which, by the way, me? <laughs> yeah. Which, by the way, Bill, you and George have something in common there with Venom. You guys are both super fans Venom. of that. Oh, yeah. I'm wearing a Venom T-shirt right now, actually. <laughs> and George uh, read the entire um, um, the King yeah, and Black King, series. Yeah, King and Black. Made sure to get all those. What did What did you think of it overall? Um. I I I liked it. Uh I the fact that um there was a god of symbiotes and uh that he created the sword and the celestial uh that was pretty cool to me. Uh and that the entire uh, Marvel Universe and everybody was all into it and then Eddie Brock be, you know becomes a god at the end kind of you know that was cool uh, and now reading the newer ones um they're, they're having his son with the suit is pretty yep. interesting uh with the chains i don't know i thought that was kind of like a theft a little bit from spawn but uh yeah kid, kids dig chains <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> And some adults. So, Donnie <laughs> yeah. Cates, um, who wrote the King in Black, most of it, at least the main storyline. I don't know if you can follow the authors as much. Um, I'm just a big fan of his his writing. Um, also, I don't know if you went back and dove into like the early Thor, where the yeah, sword made its first appearance. Yes, yeah. Um, that you know, and, and he is pretty good at kind of weaving his own kind of metaverse into everything, like he did the Black Silver Surfer, which kind of came into the end. Why's he got to uh, be yeah, the black I, one? I got those ones. <laughs> I had to get those. Yeah. I seen them. I was like, "What the? These aren't even part of the series. I'm gonna get these." <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I mean, whatever. Old Absolute Carnage too. I think that I, Absolute Carnage. I think I almost liked more than King and Black. It, 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 with all the add-ons, I think if you stuck to just the King and Black, the Kates, so just a straight up King and Black one through five, and the Venom series, I think that was epic. I think a lot of the side stories were crap. Yeah, I have to agree. Um, uh, as far as like absolute carnage, I think a, a lot of the side stories there were better. Like seeing Hulk in a Venom uh, in a carnage suit. I don't. I didn't. But, I have. I think the first absolute carnage. I didn't get around to reading that one though. <sighs> I'm probably fucking up, huh? <laughs> nah, I, there's I, always so much to read. Yeah, there's yeah. always. Dude, I, I got a stack right here uh, next to me that I yeah, it's like pull a, one out and, right. and so bag it. So what's, board what's, it next put, here, what's the next one you're gonna read? Let's see what's next in the bag. Yeah, he's got to reach over and get what's in the bag. Here. What's in the box? Oh uh, uh, well, yeah, yeah we're just the top the one. Box. What's the Gasper uh, the Friendly Ghost? No, no. Spawn. <laughs> 30? Spawn 30. Oh, so no, that's three, a... no, Spawn 326. Okay. You were just reading the uh, yeah, one before that, weren't you? Yeah, I'm reading the one side because I went back to the store. I went back to the store and I had to regroup and grab everything since winter kind of keeps me in being handicapped and all. 
Um, so I have to go back and re-buy the storyline so I can finish it. <laughs> so I did Spawn. I did... Uh, oh, another favorite of mine is uh, um, Night of the Werewolves. Or Werewolf at Night, I think it's called. That's a pretty was good that one. Was that the one with the... Or no, that wasn't the one with the house on the front of it. What was that one? Um, it was in here. Yeah, that, yeah he that had another a, image comic. Let me look in here. Yeah, I've been actually... One oh, of the, here it is. What's the furthest place from here? Yeah. And that's an image one. book. Have you seen that one, Bill? I've heard about it. I haven't I haven't read it. It's been one of the ones that's kind of... It's like, that one looks interesting, but... yeah, I, Again, like I missed that first issue, and I don't want to trace you know try to hunt down back issues <laughs> yeah right in wyoming with one store within 300 miles it's kind of difficult unless you go online i guess yeah it's true but then yeah you never know what you're gonna pay online yeah for, you never know what you're getting true yeah, i mean wise, whatever if yeah if you're so what about venom the new venom lethal protector have you got that one yet no that one just came out. That's on the top of my list. I've also got Avengers yep. Forever. There's a new Wolverine patch. So is that Lethal Protector? Is that Eddie Brock's son then? No. So this is going. This is more of a throwback. Oh. Okay. Um, to like the, the Lethal. There's the Lethal Protector one through five, which is kind of what they base roughly. They base the first Venom movie off of. Yeah. Um, and so this is kind of going back to that era. It's same thing with like the the Wolverine patch. It's a, a throwback, so it's not continuation of the universe they are, and it's kind of its own little bubble back in time. Almost sort of like Symbiote Spider Man kind of does that too, where it's taking place in the past and kind of doing those old sorts. Department of Truth just came out too with the fake moon landing. Oh yeah. <laughs> That that one I had a hard time getting into. I couldn't. Uh, that would have been a better novel series, I think, like a series of books. Because yeah. there's just so much. Fifty-seven came out. So much writing, and then you're like, it like pulls you away from the panels, and there it's like beautiful artwork. So it's like a shame because you're like reading a fucking, you know, three paragraphs in one panel. And yeah. uh, it's yeah, just write a book, man. <laughs> just write a book. You got a good story. Just write a book. It would work good with like Stephen, like those old Stephen King off novels where you know every you have fifteen pages, you got a full illustrated picture of something. You know that'd be pretty baller for that. Well, yeah, yeah, I think that would work. Just picture books. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're just grown up picture books. Ooh, a pop-up book. Venom pop-up book. Yeah. Oh, I bet you there is one, though. Somebody made one. I wouldn't one. be surprised. There's probably a really fucking badass one somebody made at their house. <laughs> but anyway, so we got... Um, you have some pretty interesting f- stories about your uh, old collection, Pop. You, you had a lot of... Like, what were you collecting back in the day then? I mean, you ended up losing it all. but like, yeah, yeah, don't remind me. Back in the day, uh, I remember when you're talking about Venom. To me, Venom was the Secret Wars, the original, when it was just the Beyonder yeah. and the planet. And the, to me, that was 
I remember that. I remember buying those issues and watching the character grow from there and watching the symbiote become evil and the black costume and all that. Uh, I remember Dave Cockrum and the original new X-Men <laughs> back in the day before John Byrne even got it. And then, of course, I was a fanatic on John Byrne, George Perez, uh, so you followed artists? Yeah, I was more of an art. I mean, I am an artist, so I was more inspired by the artists. I was looking for the ones that would give me the most realistic renditions of my heroes. Um, and that's where I was drawn to. Just so, yeah, uh, who is your favorite? I was a definite John Byrne fan uh, and probably a George Perez. Uh, so what's some of the things that they've done just so... Can you give in any examples of comic books, famous covers, or, or things that they've worked on? Just well, George Perez, uh, of course, was most known for re or reinvigorating the Teen Titans back in the day. Uh, I remember those issues, and that was where he got his claim to fame. John Byrne, um, of course, he became famous illustrating the X-Men. Um uh, yeah, him and Chris, uh, Chris Claremont, their run was legendary. They were the ones who created the Dark Phoenix and the stories that we're seeing now in the movies. But those comics are just how many years old now? 50? <laughs> Which makes me feel old. Um, what else? And then I watched him reinvigorate Superman and Fantastic Four. Any book they felt the sales were lagging on, they'd hand over to John Byrne to try to renovate um, and we're still talking about it today. Yeah, and of course Frank yeah. Miller. There's another one that I'm recalling, and his Daredevil run. I was buying those brand new off the rack. Uh, him and Klaus Jensen inking. Um, this was before he got into the Dark Knight series, and he was doing Daredevil, and he created Elektra and Stick. And stick, and stick. Uh, made the kingpin the villain that he is t even today. Um, Man, those comics are hot right now. Oh. As far as collectability. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and that's the, the tragedy of this story. I remember that guy over so, there, George, taking me uh, to the comic book shows. Oh, bring your comics, sell them. And it's like, so... Um, oh. So I remember, the, remember the, the uh, Wolverines that you had me selling. It's like God, I wish I had those today. Uh, the Frank Miller Wolverine series. Oh geez, yeah, you, those would be. Oh yeah. At least you made something on them before they oh, disappeared. Oh boy, look what I can make on them now. <laughs> yeah, now. <laughs> so, um, so what happened? What happened? That's a heartbreaking story. I. Uh, <laughs> Felt obligated to get remarried, and the apartment was too small for all the 20 boxes of comics that I had collected. And so I ended up, well, I thought I was selling them. Uh, I never got paid for them. I tracked the guy down years later, trying to get him back and make him a good offer. And they got ruined in a flooded basement, apparently. And it's like, oh, that's one of those moments I wish I could have had over again. I mean... So many different things. Uh, we were you're talking about Moon Knight and the new series coming. I remember buying the Moon Knight comics uh, when Bill Sienkiewicz started the series, like the original run. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> and at that time, he wasn't 
schizophrenic. He didn't have multiple personality disorder. He was just had different identities to accomplish different stories. I remember bumping into Bill Sinkevich at uh, some comic book store, and his artwork was so similar to another artist, Neil Adams, mm-hmm. back in the day, who made uh, the Green Lantern famous. And I made the comment, did you study with Neil Adams? And boy, was he pissed off at me, because he guess he got asked that question so often that he was oh, like fuck. really annoyed by it at that point. And then not soon after, he really changed his style up, got a little freaky, and I really never followed it after that i enjoyed him when he was more realistic and then he just got i don't know how you want to describe just it kind of abstract yeah abstract's a good word for it yeah i think it maybe you told me that it, you might have yeah but, but those early i want to say i've heard all of that before yeah those early issues of moon knight though were outstanding for me i mean the realism the, the work is just those were the first uh, Moon Knight comics that I read, they weren't the singles. It was graphic novels. Right, the collections. Uh, still, I got to read those. And then the other ones were the was the original Spider-Man run. Mm-hmm. So those were the first two series that I actually got to like read a bunch of the comics in a row. Dad actually had Amazing Spider-Man number 33. <laughs> It was a little bit falling apart, yeah. but I mean, which it, one's thirty-three? Uh, he was fighting Doc was, Ock, I think. It no, was, it was, yeah, and he was pinned underneath some. The rubble was coming and crashing. Yeah. Oh, that so the cover. Whole yeah, kind of like he was trying to figure out his way out to get out from underneath. Them. Yeah, that's a pretty famous cover, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Where he's trapped up under all the debris. I don't know, but back then, I think it was worth like nine thousand. What? Yeah. No. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Somebody. Because I, I went up and I'm the one who actually bagged and boarded all his <laughs> comics because he just had them in boxes, just plain. <laughs> <laughs> so I, as I went through them, yeah, I took a Wizard magazine and uh, I just priced them. Fucking he had wizard. the uh, first appearance of the Joker. Um, no. Yeah, you did. Um, you. He saw no. Oh yeah, he had a ton, <laughs> especially a ton of first appearances, and um, different series number ones mm-hmm. and the, and their, their sub series. It was great. I had the original run of Image when they first came out. Oh uh, yeah, like all the different titles that the original run. Yeah, I had. I started buying Savage Dragon when it first came out with Eric Larson. He is uh, still doing that story. Oh yeah, the Jim Lee stories uh, that he created, uh, Wiley's Pacheco, or some of these artists that I really enjoyed at the time. Um, Rob Liefeld. Oh, I. Oh yeah, Rob. Yeah. Sean, young uh, blood that's what's thinking yeah i remember young blood, young blood. Yep. yeah i have young blood number one i found that one just yeah, in a box what'd you say bill yeah i've got a bunch of those those image comics too uh night was one of the they all had all the foil covers and, <laughs> and hologram covers and back in that day when they were just selling cup books based on the covers i guess still are in a lot of ways but Oh yeah, they're still doing that shit, man. That's why there's a bazillion. Oh yeah, variant, different variant covers yeah. and shit. Yeah. It kind of annoys me because then That's they're all the really good makers. too. They're all really good too, so it totally works. Yeah. <laughs> like they're not shitty covers. That's the problem. Is you're like fuck. If you collect one, you gotta collect them all. <laughs> 
Well, and then suppose something is killing the children had all these watercolor covers. So like the first 10 issues and you, you bought them in the packs of five, but I just love the, the, the art of them and just watercolor is always just one of my favorite mediums, just how it just bleeds across the page and how it mixes in between it. And it's like, yeah, I've got to have this one. Are you an Alex Ross fan? Uh, I don't know. Oh, I love his work. uh, The name sounds familiar, but I can't place it. Give us an example. Uh, He did the series Marvels. Um, It's a very painterly, watercolor painterly style. And very very realistic, very ultra-realistic. Can't talk today. But I think you'd like that. Um, I actually have the Marvels. Well, it wasn't done by him. Well, yeah, the the new one. New one. Yeah, Yeah, there's the new Marvels. I haven't the number one of that. I never read that one either. So like, barely have fucking time to read anything. (laughs) What? What'd you say, Bill? Jeff Lemire, uh, uh, Sweet Tooth. There was a lot of cool watercolor in that comic. Oh, I have. Yes, I have. Did you? You read that? that. Yeah, Mm -hmm. and I I watched the the show. Even Uh, it's pretty good. Is that what the goat kid? Yeah, the yeah the deer kid. Yeah, I heard uh, it was pretty good. I should check that one out. The show had nothing to do with the comic. The show just took the characters from the comic book and put them in their own world. They did a great job at what it was, and for the medium it was, but they were not the same thing, which I think in this case was good. You you could read this comic and and watch the movie, and they're two different worlds, and I enjoyed both of them. Yes. Uh, (laughs) uh, Yeah. um, The show, I, I think I preferred to the comic book version um why why is that well the kid played the part uh extremely well he's supposed to be like quiet not not say a word he's uh in fact um in the comic book uh, i believe he's raised underground or something by uh, the this leader, um, who's he's old, he has to recharge in like this big bubble, and he tells him to, he can have as much fun as he wants um, in this certain area, and he's never to go anywhere else, and he ends up breaking out uh, on his own, like figures a way to get past the defenses and stuff, and the show. He, he's just, uh, doesn't, uh, he's, uh, I'm sorry, I'm lost, my train of thought. (laughs) It's all good. You just like that one better, though, the story's better in the show? Yeah. Was that the Sweet Tooth Returns, though? Yes, yes, that's the one I was talking about, the comic book. and the the original Sweet Tooth, which I just read digitally, because they're otherwise they were ridiculously priced. He was actually in the cabin in the woods, and he was very, like, dumb, or ignorant looking. You know, like almost I want to call it like inbred or, or something. You know, like that, but still like intelligence. <laughs> so and like the movie or the show was he was much more polished and you know very Hollywood looking. Not that that was bad, but 
I think that was one of the few differences. And his dad was, it had a, a religious kind of pseudo religious component, which they kind of just skipped over. Um, which I think for, for the medium, I think that worked. Um, I haven't found all the sweet tooth returns to read that one yet. That's those, those are the holes in my collection. <laughs> one of, so one of them. Yeah. So I was confused. I, yeah, I read the, uh, you're, you're good <laughs> well that's kind of the thing though i mean you get spinoffs and shit and then you don't like i read stray dogs the dog days uh stuff before i read the actual stray dogs books which worked out i mean because it all it just expands on the original story like scenes that you don't see so it just gives you that like filler scenes to show you what happened in spots. I mean, so I don't know how they can continue that one. I don't know how they can make more books out of that. They can't, (laughs) but they shouldn't. Yeah. That's just a bunch of dogs in a crazy guy's house. Yeah. (laughs) It's a cool story though. It was a good, it was a really good, uh, take on like a like a serial killer story and like i liked From how a different he point of view yeah i like how he portrayed a dog's memory too is like they can yeah. it's like a fucking goldfish they're like squirrel <laughs> and that but then as soon as they smell their old owner they remember again and they're like oh fuck he killed if anybody's listening spoilers oh, I'm back. yes but I mean that that's a it really spoil too much. It doesn't give you the, the oh my god moments that you you don't even want us to talk about from yeah. that book. Yeah, there's some pretty fucked up shit in there, but <laughs> it's a good story. I like it. Yeah. And I have to admit, uh after um something is killing the children became such so popular and worth so much I started buying more of the uh new image like off comics and 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 um, anything made by Boom, uh, Berserker was cool. I love that one. That one's the shit. Yeah. Uh, yeah. What was the other one? Department of Truth is that image? Yes. That one is. Yeah. Oh. Um, House of Slaughter. Yes. Yeah. House of Slaughter. It, and it's like. With that one, it's just what happens with the other guys before uh, uh, the blonde comes into the first comic. Y- of- yeah, it's a, like a prequel series. It's good, though. Um, from what I've read, I haven't got too far into it. I think I'm two or three issues in. Gotta get the hiccups. Um. I like that it kind of had a little bit of lull in it. I think they got a little bit too much into the love story that I, it was like, all right, that's enough. I wanted a little more action, but then the next two books made up for it. So it, it went from it had a slight, I think, issue, I think it was issue three kind of was a little bit, all right, okay, whatever. But then like, I think, I think four and five really kind of brought back the monsters and the fighting still had a little bit of the love story in it, but they had a good balance. Yeah. I mean, that's what makes it good is like the monsters. And I wonder how they plan on turning that into a TV show. I mean, it's straight up ripping 
like little ass kids and half. <laughs> like I don't know. This is a little separate from the comics you used to read, Pop. Yeah, they had uh, censorship in those days. Comic Book Authority you had to have the seal before you could sell them. That was self censorship, though. Did you know that? Like they weren't. That wasn't forced upon the comic book industry. They did that to themselves just so they wouldn't have so any. They had to. They wouldn't be able to sell them. So it's like that's yeah. They did. They had to do it to sur- to survive. Saying. Well, oh, yeah, okay, they. We're not... I mean, the situation forced them, but nobody came up and like was like, "You guys got to do this," like they did with the movies. <laughs> <clears throat> what do you mean? Back in the day, when the there was uh, the film commission was created to censor movies, they had a code, the Hayes Code, that they would use to enforce movie ratings, so that. You know, the public wasn't corrupted by the evil. <laughs> that, that is movies? Yeah, pre-code movies oh. were a little more risque. We're not talking absolute naughtiness, but the morality that they portrayed wasn't really what Hollywood decided they wanted to put out there. So they put together uh, a, a panel to create a kind censorship. The, yeah, kind of the same thing as, right. as the comic book industry. Yeah. What you doing over there, George? Sorry, putting messing up my down. recording, bruh. <laughs> Just kidding. Well, um, I don't. I think we can cut this one a little bit shorter. We're kind of impromptu right now. You know what I mean? Um. Yeah, we're just kind of... Um, winging you know, it. Mo- yeah, we're winging <laughs> yeah. it this time. I just wanted to get my brother and uh, my uh, my stepdad here on uh, on the show. Get Bill in here on the... Phoned in. Um, and I think it worked out really good, man. Yeah, I got a little bit yeah. nervous a few times. <laughs> no. We're like... Got stalled, you know? Yeah, we could tell. <laughs> Thanks. I'm just kidding. What do you think, Bill? You got any other anything else? You'd... You know, follow us on uh, Instagram and uh, we're on Twitter. And check out thecomiczone.com. Yeah, we're gonna uh, we'll get some pictures of the collection of pops and we'll put it up on the website on Instagram. Um, and if you got any friends, if you're listening from the group. Um, invite you, invite more of your friends. Get and uh, go like the Comic Zone podcast page for us, please. Yeah, it would help us out a lot. Absolutely, have to share it. And um, yeah, I think that's. Uh, I think we're good to go. What do you think, Bill? Yep. All right, guys. This has been a pleasure the comic zone thanks bill or thanks george and uh thanks pop for thanks for having me yeah um i wish we could go a little longer get you in the studio but maybe next time you're in town we'll get you on a pop absolutely sweet (laughs) sorry all right nerds bye bye